Is that going to be the beginning of the episode soundbite? Hi everyone, I am Paul Pallotta, the host, and you are listening to another episode of Can I Get a Suggestion? A podcast where me and a different guest every week, we draw a suggestion out of the suggestion bowl. We talk about the suggestion and we talk about it even more. And we try to find different ways, different meanings. Maybe we talk history, maybe we talk stories, maybe we talk bits. Honestly, there's no telling, but you know what I can tell? That my next guest is going to be super funny because we have comedian and new host of a living room comedy show and host of the Stoner Morning Show. Everyone, please clap your hands and yell at the top of your lungs for my friend, Sean Wickens. Yay! Yeah. I was waiting for the applause because I feel like episodes of this I've listened to, you did applaud after. Yeah. Uh, So I I was pausing for that. You know, I want it to feel like we're in a crowd of thousands. Okay, good. But I I let you down there and I apologize for that. Um, Well, you know, this conversation will get better. (laughs) (laughs) We've created a good baseline. Yeah, we can only go up. Yeah. So I know Sean uh, from the New York comedy scene where he actually coached one of my improv teams. It's true. It was a great experience for everyone involved. So I hear people still talk about it. I think uh, you grew as a coach. I think we grew as a team. So it was like a good partnership. I disagree. I think I was a good coach from the beginning. I I think you were all good improvisers from the beginning, but I think we all grew towards a, um, we all grew towards each other. We were always good. But we still, we, you still grew and got better. All of us. We didn't, we didn't, we wasn't already peaked in our performance and coaching. Yeah. So you are the host of the Stoner Morning Show. What is this? Is that a, morning show where you just get stoned kind of it's uh, well yeah it's a show hosted it's a talk show it's a morning show hosted by stoners but it doesn't always happen in the morning right because it's just a clever name i feel like but um you know time is a construct so it doesn't matter when it happens yeah right i mean and you know you could just tell people it's morning sure but it's always morning somewhere. Is what it's oh, I was about to say that even though if it's night here, it's morning. Where's whatever twelve hours? Yeah, I don't know how time zones work. It's uh, twelve hours from New York is Bangkok, Thailand, where one of our members, Lex Morales, has been for the last two years. So Whoa! It, yeah. So that's cool. If you were doing an eight p.m. show, it would literally be a morning show. Yeah. For them, where he is, yeah. And you you do a lot of live shows with it. Like I feel like it's something that's really growing. Uh, yeah, Ralph and I. Who Ralph is the only other member who lives in New York with with me, New York City. 
we do shows every Monday at the Tiny Cupboard. Um, our friend Aaron was there on Monday. Former guest of the podcast, Aaron LaRoche. Former and future, I'm sure. He'll be back, right? Maybe. I guess when I run out of guests and I got to start recycling. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I only have so many people that I know. Yeah. Well, I want to be back. Okay. What are you doing next week? We'll just have like a four-week run of just you. Um, I mean, fit me in when you have room. Definitely, yeah. I can't wait to find out what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> I know. That's always the most nerve-wracking part. Did I go to it too quick? Did I go to it too quick? No, because we don't have to go to it yet. Okay. Yeah, I usually like to do a little five-minute intro. You know, let the let the listeners get to know who you are. Unless you're ready yeah. to jump in. Unless you're like, you know, I don't really care for people to know me. They'll get to know me over my suggestion talk. We can. Uh, I'm fine introducing myself for a little bit longer. What What do people want to know about me? What is a fun fact that less than 30% of the world knows about you? Oh, okay. okay. Um, I'm left-handed. Okay. When I was a kid, I was the only left-handed person in my four-person family, mom, dad, sister, and me. Only left-handed person. Only person with... Everyone had brown eyes. I had, like, blue hazel eyes. So you were the black sheep of the family. Uh, I mean, I we all fit in, but I, I looked like I didn't fit in, I suppose. I had blonde hair. Everyone else had dark hair. We all had glasses. But anyway, I was the only left-handed person in the family. And to this day, my dad will send me, like, left-handed gag gifts for birthdays. Like snarky t-shirts about being left-handed and like backwards left-handed notebooks. These are all things I would not buy myself, but this is his connection to me, I suppose, reminding me that I'm an outsider. That you're left-handed. It's like, if it wasn't for your dad, you would probably forget, go to use your right hand and be like, why isn't it working? Oh yeah, I'm left-handed, I forgot. I think I'm somewhat ambidextrous. I do throw with my right hand. That lefty, though. Yeah. What What was your biggest struggle as a left-hander? Did you ever have you ever come to an encounter where, like, you wish you were right-handed? Did you ever get made fun of for being a lefty? I don't think so, but I can remember in grade school, like at the beginning of the school year. You know, you're always in the class with the same kids, but the teacher right. would want to know if somebody who were our left-handed students, and so me and like four other students right. would raise our hand. And I always felt like it was a nice, we always like locked eyes with each other. Uh, kids. Y'all didn't like start a click together or like an after school club. Like those ended up being your best friends. We're the lefties. We didn't exclude anyone, but we just knew that we were, you know, there together. Special. That kind of thing. Yeah. Or, you know, we had something that united us. Right. That unites. Cause what is the percentage? Do you, it's like a small amount is left-handed, right? Maybe 15%. Okay. It used to, you know, it used to be higher because actually my mother used to think she was left-handed because she would get hit on the left hand by the nuns for trying to write with her left hand. So she probably was left-handed. I used to do that. Really? Yeah. Like some 
cultures and religions think left-handedness is synonymous with wickedness. Oh. Yeah, superstition. I never knew that. So they were like, listen, if you don't learn how to how to write with your right hand, you're going to hell, and there's no way around it. I don't think it was a mortal sin, but it was just something frowned upon. That's you know, pretty- being, being gay was probably worse than being left-handed. I don't know. <laughs> Where would they hit you with the ruler if you were gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to that suggestion. Let's get to that bucket. Let's get to it. It's a bowl, not a, a bucket. Bowl, yeah. I, I do have a question about this, though, because yes. I've listened to a few episodes. I'm a current guest and former listener, but... Do you know all of the things that are in this bowl? I personally put them in there, but that was probably, it's been a couple of months now. So honestly, I don't remember much. All right. I'm going to draw one. Yeah. I'm going to be honest about how happy I am with this topic. Do it. Okay. People want to know. All right. How about you? And I'll let you read it so everyone can. Sure. Wanted. Wanted. Wow. Okay. This is a mis- it's I'm excited by this topic. It's you very are- Yeah. It's not like a noun I feel like is an easy thing to talk about. This is like a very this could go anywhere. Anywhere. So yeah. I do, as you know, as a listener, I start the podcast the same way. Keep it simple, A to A. What's mm-hmm. the first thing you think of when you hear the word wanted? Okay. The first thing I think of is a wanted poster. All right. Which makes me think about the movie Tombstone. Which makes you think of pizza. No. Oh. <laughs> when I get to Tombstone, I stop at the fact that I watched it during quarantine times. This makes a lot of people upset because that's a beloved movie. Tombstone. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I've please. never seen it. Okay, I might have never seen it either because I thought I liked it, in the, but I watched it. This makes a lot of pe- guys I know upset. I think it's a trash movie. I don't think it's well, good. Whoa, we are starting off controversial <laughs> right yeah. off the bat. I love it. Set the tone. Yeah, and I don't mean to do this, but I know a lot of people love pop culture and Tombstone specifically. I don't think so, it's a good movie. I don't even know what it's about. It sounds like a Western type movie, I would imagine. Yeah, it is a it's a Western period. Okay. And is it just like yeah. slow and like drawn out kinda? No, I mean here's why I don't like it. So it's about these guys who move to the Wild West, their former law enforcement, and they they move to the old the Wild West to retire. Or maybe look for gold. I don't know. But they're like retired. It's like, hey, we're not the law anymore. And there's bad guys in town. And from the very beginning, people in the town are like, hey, you're a famous lawman. Can you help the, you know, protect us from these bad guys? And they're all like, nah, we're not the law anymore. And then the, the rest of the movie is kind of like them slowly being convinced that they have to be the law guys. And things would have turned out a lot better if they would have just done it in the first place. And also, here's my other gripe with the film. The rest of the movie is the good guys and the bad guys sort of like confronting each other and then saying, we'll be back and then leaving. 
And then, and then one side will be like, they said that they're going to be back. And then, and then they go, well, we're going to go to them. And so it goes back and forth like that for the whole movie. And then at the end, um, Kurt Russell's the only guy who is alive and all of his friends are dead. And he's sad that his friends are dead, but he fell in love with a woman. So Which makes it okay. Yeah, that's a happy ending in the Wild West. Right. It also lets you know, you know, I feel like maybe not like if you're whether you are, if I'm a retired law person and I see yeah. that these bad people wouldn't the moral side of me be like, you know, drag you in to be like, oh yeah, like I may be retired, but we gotta get rid of these bad guys. Like yeah. the fact that they were so. willing to just like shake their hands clean of it that's how the wild west was i suppose everyone had very you know um loose ethics that's true and killing i feel like was more or at least that's the way it's portrayed like you know you could just get murdered at the bar and nobody would say anything sure or or you or you could be a bounty hunter and kill a guy and then just hold up a Dead or Alive poster, yeah. Oh, that's actually something I wrote down. Wanted what? Dead or Alive. Oh, okay. Talk about it. Yeah, the song. Wait, bon Jovi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the classic Bon Jovi song. That's a good karaoke song. I'll say this. I also don't like Bon Jovi. Well, okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> now you're pissing my listeners off. Yeah. I know like two of his songs. He was never really in when I got big into yeah what about bon jovi don't you like he has the benefit of being from jersey and jersey people love jersey people as a state i i yeah as a state i think jersey people love their state more than other people uh, you know we talked about the song wanted dead or alive but yeah. not like poster or is that still a thing wanted wanted posters? like wanted dead or alive oh um, I because again, it kind of goes back to the Western. Yeah, but like you know, I feel like in those days anyone could kill them because it's like, oh look, it said uh, dead. Yeah. So I'm following the you know, would well, that be like a good this defense I, case? The U.S. still executes people, so I'm going to guess that yes, there are some people on the most wanted list list that are dead or alive. Dead or alive. I bet. Do you remember the show America's Most Wanted? Yeah. That's good. I think uh, that'd be fun, right? To be on like a criminal wanted list. Like the kind of lifestyle that would bring. Hmm. Um, I think the movie Goodfellas would prove otherwise. Uh, when they were up, though, they were up. When they were up, yeah. You know, that's like anything. You enjoy it. No matter what, you're going to be up and down. They'll pick something where the ups are really up, where you got millions of dollars and girls throwing themselves at you. And then the down is a bullet in the head. Yeah, you don't know who's a fed. They can be anyone, you know? You never know when Donnie Brasco is hanging around. Yeah. I used to watch America's Most Wanted when I was a kid, and I was always, I like completely wanted to see somebody I knew. Never got to. Oh, yeah. 
I wish that was me. I I I, I just dream of like like every time I watch the movie Blow, mm-hmm. I'm like I could do that. That could be my life if I would just commit to it. Oh sure. I think that this is a this is a side uh, discussion in some ways. But I thought recently that if I wanted to become the clumsiest person alive, I could easily do it. You just have to, like, not constantly knock stuff over. It's kind of an, it's kind of an easy. I think you would do it for internet fame. Like, somebody, somebody will just choose to be the clumsiest person of the world. They're gonna live the rest of their life just knocking things over, and. They'll probably get paid to show up at parties. Look it, he won't stop. They won't stop knocking things over. They, he, they are clumsy, you know. And then you have to like, and then once you go to your home at night and close the door, then you can just like chill out and not be clumsy. But you'd still probably, because you've been practicing all day, you'd probably be clumsy. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like through that, you know, if you. If you're trying to look for something, you're going to find it, right? So if you're looking through that point of view through life of I'm the clumsiest, you know, almost like, you know, you're going to find new creative ways using your surroundings mm-hmm. to be clumsy. Yeah. So not only, you wouldn't just be clumsy, you would find yourself being creatively clumsy, which <laughs> yeah. would make you stand out. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm at this party. There's a record player. What could I do with this record player to be clumsy? I feel like if you were so good at being clumsy, you would you would probably make an effort to stay away from the record player, but somehow still knock into it. Knock over a sometimes, Yeah, that, that like hit, hits a mop that falls on somebody who throws their drink, who... You like make somebody slip in the drink and then they knock over the. Like, and it's like, oh, Sean yeah. and his clumsiness. Yeah. But everyone would be amazed if that happened. Like, holy shit, they really are the clumsiest person. And then there would be those moments kind of like that where you would surprise yourself with like, oh, this clumsiness came naturally. Like it wasn't a pre-planned clumps. I think that um, if somebody, again, I feel like this is, in some ways, this is a dangerous thought. Because I feel like if somebody did want to make it their life's mission to do this, they could easily do it. But then I think you would eventually find out, and you'd be great at it, and you'd probably excel at life. But I think you eventually would find out that it would prevent you from finding love. Because you'd have to be clumsy in your relationships. Oh, yeah. Right. So, or you would just like, almost like you said, you'd have to keep her out of the spotlight. Like you couldn't let people know you were married or in a relationship. That way when you're home, you know, she gets the real you. Well, I think you would just have to, you wouldn't have to keep her secret, but you have to be clumsy in front of her. All right. Even when you're meeting her. Yeah. Well, if you're out in public. Yeah. And I think that would be a drain on somebody who, you know, you know, it's like me, you know, I love, I love making it look like if someone opens the door and I'm right there. Yeah. I love making it look like they hit me with the door. Pratt falls. Yeah. Right. 
but it gets old after a while. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you know I did it a lot with softball. The team, so in the year and a half you coached us, you probably see me do it 20 plus times. Maybe where after the second, third time, you're like, all right, Paul, we get it. Like, I probably don't remember any of the times because if you had just done it twice, I would have remembered those two times or maybe one. Right, 20 times, I just. Where now it's just, oh, there he goes again. Yeah. Or you just start looking away when you're around (laughs) doors because you're like, I don't want to see it. Right. I know it's coming. Yeah. (laughs) He's, I do it at work a lot too. Mm. It's new to them though. So it's fresh. Yeah. Although I think I've now since passed the, the time where it's not fresh anymore. Mm. It's annoying. Oh, I remember something that I wanted to tell you. Shoot, now I'm forgetting if this was something you talked about on a previous episode. Hey, it's all right. That I had, yeah. But were you telling me about the weather guy, Mark something or other, Mark Messina? Mark Mathis. Mark Mathis, yeah. Yeah, so I may have told you about him in the past, but me and Brian talked about it in the weather episode. Oh, I looked him up. Man, that guy's hilarious. He's, isn't he? Yeah, and I feel like he's a good weatherman. Yeah. Even though he never talks about the weather, I feel like he does what a weatherman you what you would want a weatherman to do, which is to be watchable. And he was late he did like you know, he may I think he eventually moved up, but when he was in Charlotte, he was doing the eleven o'clock at night news. Oh yeah. You know, so like That's death for a weather guy. Right. No, I <laughs> I still go back and watch like some of his YouTube clips and stuff. Yeah. Well, I did look him up. He's now in San Diego. It seems like he's found his home. His home? I feel like they love him there. He was loved in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Well, he got fired. I think because he loved drugs more than Charlotte loved him. But Oh, okay. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> speculate. I. Uh, it seems like there could have been drugs involved. I, I don't know. You're right. He wanted them. He wanted them drugs. Yeah, yeah. What do you want as much as Mark Mathis wants drugs? Oh, jeez. We're going to get sued by Mark Mathis. <laughs> no, I think he would enjoy us, um, but I don't know. I-, I should reach out and see if he'd be like, hey, I was a huge fan of yours growing up. Yeah, I have a podcast now. I looked him up on Instagram. I couldn't tell if they're the, the – um account i found was his or if it was like a fan account that looked like his right I don't I think, think it was his. yeah it didn't have a blue check i don't think so which you know don't mean nothing but sure and i think it also had a thousand followers which you would think he would have at least five figures yeah but who follows weather people too i mean even though he was great like funny guys that is true yeah i feel like we're still talking about wantedness somehow well, he wanted the weather, right? He went after what he wanted, his dream job. Oh, and you said he wanted drugs. Yeah. And he wanted okay. drugs. What do I want as much as he wants drugs? Um, okay. In some ways, this is a bit, this is funny. But I did buy the domain name recently, timemachineblueprints.com. Can you believe that that domain name was available? No. Yeah. You figured someone... Yeah. So do you plan on building it up or anything? Like, I feel like you could do like a fake conspiracy theorist type character with that, that well, URL. 
I could. Well, here was my first thought. And it's that I'm going to self-publish a book that says Time Machine Blueprints on it. it but it's going to be blank. You could, use it as a, you could use it as a notebook if you want. But the premise of it is, is that um, if time is an illusion, um, you know, we're publishing this now. And when the blueprints are available, somehow they'll, they'll be in here. They'll, like, they'll appear or something. I don't know. Well, I bet there's already time machine blueprints out like people who have like how long I, oh sure do you think in like the nineteen twenties time people like when did the idea of a time machine come up? Well, I think the phrase time machine was coined by the author H. G. Wells. This was like in the twenties. He wrote Okay. I think he wrote the book The Time Machine. I think that's what it's called. Um, so Abraham Lincoln wasn't out there like, ah, oh, if I only had a time machine, I could save Mary. Yeah, he might. I don't know. Um, he might have. Uh, um, he might have thought, oh, if only I had a time covered wagon. <laughs> right. That's what they had available. <laughs> If only my horses could run backwards fast enough to turn the yeah. world. If I, if only I had time donkeys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I bet you can find in. Well, yeah. There's that story. Rip Van Winkle is old. In some ways, that's time travel. Even though he was old when he woke up. Um, I don't. I don't think I remember. I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I ever read the book slash watched the horribly the reviewed movie oh yeah um when when did the concept of time so okay your question your thought was there probably exists time machine blueprint somewhere because somebody has some i try to work on one some do some do-it-yourself scientist some guy in his garage tried to build one i'm sure yeah you're right right that mark duplass movie the safety not guaranteed oh yeah yeah Here's another thought I had. I somehow I think this is what led me to think about time machine blueprints. It's that do you think you've ever had an epiphany that was so mind-blowing that you immediately forgot it was right after you thought of it? What do you mean? Like have you ever thought of something or learned something, some some piece of information that was so mind-blowing that right after you learned it you forgot what it was? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I forget a lot of things anyway, but... Right. But so if that's true, if you could learn something that's so mind-blowing that you immediately forget it, we have maybe already had the knowledge about time travel. Somebody may have figured it out and then been like, holy shit, that's how do you how you do it. But it was like such an incredible of a thought that it like burned... He blacked out. He blacked out, yeah. And then when he woke up, he was like, my mind is gone. That's kind of why it's sort of like what happened to doc brown in back to the future because remember he said that he was trying to hang something he slipped and hit his head and then when he came to he thought of the flex capacitor but it's possible that he's misremembering it it's possible that he had the idea of the flex capacitor and then that made him pass out and he hit his head oh he just luckily didn't forget it that's a little fan fiction right there sure Uh. okay Are we done?
That's it. <laughs> Everything we could think for want. Wanted, yeah. Wanted or want? Wanted. Want. I mean, I guess it's the, you know, I guess wanted means you don't want it no more. I wanted. Like, I wanted a steak. Mm. So I got one. Oh. So now I don't, I don't want it want anymore. It anymore. Hmm. Okay. So past tense. Yeah. So, which would be that URL because you wanted it and now you have it. So you don't, right. not that you don't want it anymore, but you have it. So you can't want what you have. Mm, maybe. I, think, I also think it's possible that by just buying this domain name, somebody might send me some time machine blueprints. Somebody might be like, oh, this is the person who. <laughs> like they're out them. there looking for a partner, like. Maybe. You know, two minds are better than one. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what I thought about when you stumbled upon the idea of wanting something means you no longer want or wanted it, wanted it in past tense. Did you see that movie, uh, The Saints of Newark? Uh, no, that's the prequel to Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because I only watched like first season and a half of Sopranos. Yeah. I would like to get back, but that was 20 hours, and so I was like, God, that's a lot of time. I rewatched it at the start of the lockdown, so I had plenty you of time. You watched a lot during COVID. Didn't everyone, though? I'm not... I'm not... Sopranos. Tombstone. Um, anyway. Okay. I watched Entourage three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have that much time for Entourage? You have... You have time for thrice the entourage than you have for... All right, well... They're only 30-minute episodes. It's the hour ones that get me, because that's just a lot of time. That make you cry? Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't Uh, know if Sopranos did. They had, I think, hour episodes. Yeah, they did. I don't think I ever shed tears during The Sopranos, but I did laugh a lot. It is a funny show. Okay, but I want to talk about... I want to... Yeah, I want to talk about The Saints of Newark, because I thought it was a great movie. I'm not a hardcore Sopranos fan, but I do like it. And I know lots of people love that show. And I think some Sopranos fans dissed... By the way, my favorite part of the Super Bowl this past year was when there was that Sopranos commercial with Meadow driving the truck to the theme song. Anyway. I'm, that was yeah, the I was moment. working, okay. so I didn't get to see. Yeah, all right. Um, I think the game was good, right? Anyway. Hmm. There's a moment in, some people didn't like the movie. I think the movie was really great. There's a moment in the Sopranos prequel movie. Um, who's the actor who is in Goodfellas? Shit, Ray Liotta. He's also in this. He plays, he plays twins. One of them is locked up. And it's a great performance. He's a good actor. Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. Anyway. You ever seen Wild Hogs? Uh is, is that about the dads going on a motorcycle trip? I don't think they were all dads, but John Travolta, Tim Allen. Oh, I'll watch it when I'm an old man. Anyway. It's a funny one. Yeah. I'll give myself something to look forward to. <laughs> um, he's in prison. Uh, Ray Lotus, one of Ray Lotus' characters in prison. And he's talking to a, a guy, family member criminal. And at one point he says something about Buddhism and about how he realized what he needed to do to keep sane in jail is to um, stop wanting because it was the wanting that makes living difficult. 
You know, he wanted to get out of prison. He wanted to get revenge on whoever put him in there. He wanted to like be with his wife again. And it was driving him crazy. And he had to realize that he had to stop wanting. And it was like an amazing moment inside of a mobster film that took place in the 70s. Almost like your wants are your biggest demons. Yeah. Right? Because you always want something, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if anyone out there is like just – I don't want to say they're not content with their life, but you always want something. Oh, sure. So it could be the power – I mean, which could be the – derivative of everything right greed uh you know hard work uh like all that stuff like want your wants is what but then it can also drive you crazy because you're never happy yeah i had um a good moment last night that i'll share with you and my listeners yeah that's fine i was super stoned last night Okay. I ate two brownies that I made myself. Okay. A little chef. Yeah. And I was very stoned and I was, I think I, I didn't mean to meditate. No, I think I put on some like trippy, uh, go to sleep music, you know, and I was laying there super stoned and I was like telling myself that this feels great. Right. And I, I was even like, God, I'm loving life right now to just be laying in bed stoned, trying to meditate, listening to this like chill music and just it feels so wonderful. And I and I I think I, I think I was doing that for like two hours. I couldn't fall asleep. I was just like laying there stoned, loving it. And I started thinking about how the secret to life, maybe it was somehow connected to that Ray Liotta quote. The secret to life is to enjoy the moments in your life when you're not doing the things that you want to be doing, like pursuing comedy or, or uh, that all that, are, you know, whatever, because if you're loving your, the moments when you're not doing the things that you do want to be doing, you'll probably also be loving the things, the moments where you're doing the thing you want to be doing. And that's the importance of doing stuff other than what you want to be doing. Yeah, but I also I think also loving those things that you don't want to be doing, right? Right. Like when you're at home making dinner, cutting the vegetables, it could be like, oh, this is taking forever, or you could really love doing it. Well, like a quote, I forget who said it, but they were talking about auditioning. Yeah. And, you know, this could be related to anything. Instead of saying, I have to. Yes change it up to the, I get to. Oh yeah. Right. So like, instead of, oh, I have to cook dinner. Yeah. It's all right. I get to cook dinner. Let's, let's do this. Like, you know, I like, which that. is, I mean, what you were saying in a different. Yeah. I try to, um, I've been trying to remind myself when I am doing shows that I do get to do shows. I, yeah, I have started doing that because it's easy to like, get upset at the quality of the show or even just like get upset if the, if there's only like 10 people there. Right. If you're doing a lousy bar open mic yeah. or something, it's like, well, you know, open uh, mics are different than I still, I don't know. I don't have fun at open mics. <laughs> yeah. But like you're, you're doing a show and there's like four drunk people there who don't want to see a comedy show. Yeah. I feel like I am enjoying those moments more. 
Right. Which is important because, you know, that it's the not loving it and like it becoming homework. Yes. That's what's going to make you fall out of love with it and not want to do it anymore. But I also think, all right, and this is coming from a place of your former improv instructor. Well, okay. So lay, me, <laughs> lay me some knowledge. I think that humans have a tendency to overcorrect. You know what I mean? Like when you're driving. Well, sure. As an example. Yeah. But I think, I think in all things, in a lot of things. So it's sort of like, it's a, it's a good mindset to enjoy what you're, enjoy even the, the shitty shows. But I think you could overcorrect and enjoy them to the point where you then start chasing them. Like instead of loving the bomb and, and like trying to learn from it, now you try bombing because you think that's like funny to do that or that's where the fun is. Well, you'll see that sometimes. Anti-comedy is yeah, comedy. Yeah. But it's comedy to the back of the room, which for those who don't like to the other comics, right? Because right. it's like, oh, they're bomb, but the audience isn't enjoying it. Right. And in the end, it's going to be the audience that pays to see you. So if you're not making them laugh, yeah, oh, this in, it's an inside joke where the people you need to support you are out of. It's very rough though, because, or I don't know, not rough, but it's just like an interesting thing. Cause it's like, there's times when I have done some shows where the audience was loving it. And in those moments, the other comedians are unhappy with you. Cause you're killing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I got to follow that. Why are you so funny? Right. Right. Which I think is, I don't know. I think it's it's backwards. Um, there's been times where I've been at a show and I've heard somebody do say that. It's like, What's oh, that? Uh, oh, I have to follow that. Oh, yeah. You know? And in some ways, I don't know, in some ways it's unsolicited advice, but I kind of will just point out, I was like, this is the stage that you do want to be on stage for. Like, you want to be on a hot stage. Uh, the crowd is paying attention. At least. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, okay, you maybe have a minute, but that's your job as a, if you want to be a comedian. Sure. You know, you can't, well, it takes me five minutes to warm up. I can't do a three minute set because I'm a storyteller. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, you've heard about the idea of like, oh, you're a pro after doing 10,000 hours. Yeah. Right? I think... I mean, well, you can argue against that math, but um, I think in some ways it overinflates our wanting of quantity of of time, but it and then it it downplays the amount of quality time performance time we have because I feel like doing ten thousand hours of a shit of shitty shows is not as strong as doing even just like two thousand hours of like great shows like the quality of yeah i think sometimes people are focused on the quantity of time they're doing and or, or how long they've been doing it and they kind of will forget to think about the quality of time you mm -hmm. know i would rather do three i'd rather tell three minutes of amazing jokes 
then 10 minutes of jokes where they're all half and half. You know what I mean? Like, which, which isn't to say that I never want to start doing 10, 20, 30 minute shows, but I don't know the quality of the time you do there. That's as important as the quantity of time that you do, I think. And people only think about the quantity of time. Well, that's why they say like when you're starting out stage time, stage time, stage, which it does help, but eventually, you know, you do get to that point where it's like, okay, like you need to take that next step up. Yeah. I think you improve. I think your word, your use of the word eventually is very good there, you know, because it's like, it makes sense to get a ton of laps in. Yeah. But that first two to three years. Yeah. Get on stage as much as you can, no matter where it's like doing weight training. You've done like weight training in high school and stuff. I bet. Yeah. Right. You could you tell, can, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can do a bunch of reps, but eventually your coach will come by and say, you're doing your reps wrong. Like, you need to improve the quality of how you lift. And then, you know, because, well, whatever. I don't know. I think people get it. Uh, message the, message Paul if you don't understand for what we're talking about. Right. Feel free to tune in, comment, all yeah. that stuff. Another, this is like kind of a... Oh, another word from want is addiction. Okay. Right? I feel like addiction is the, maybe not the ultimate expression of wanting something. I, or would addiction be more needing than wanting? Mm. It starts as a want yeah. and then becomes a need. I think it physically is a want, a need. A need, depending on what it is. Yeah. I think physically it can be a need. Or um, mentally. Like, I feel like there's some, you know, like with marijuana, uh-huh. physically, I don't think it's addicting. Mentally, I'm going to argue with you and say, you know, if you've been smoking every day for 10 years, right? mentally, you're addicted to it. I would mostly agree with that. Yeah. I don't think that's a blanket true statement across the board for everyone who's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is, right. but I'm saying for the people who argue that it is an addicting, that would be my counter argument. We can talk about addiction a little bit more, but I just thought of something else. And oh, bring that. it on me. I, um, in the past few months, I thought of a phrase that I think encapsulates absolute truth. Like, I, th- I think I, I can make a statement that is absolutely true and you can't argue against it. All right. And it's only two words it's that short that's short yeah okay um oh i thought that was the no. i thought that was the no, fact no, that's no, short no, no. i was like well i think you could argue that a yeah, little yeah. bit <laughs> no um that was good that was uh good job as a host to bring some humor, <laughs> humor. to this uh that that's gonna be your uh that's gonna be your intro quote oh cool good job as a host yeah um, all right. No, this, the absolute true statement is this humans grow. I think it's absolutely true from the moment of like conception, your cells dividing, you're growing, you know what I mean? And so I think that you're also, growing as a person, you're yeah. growing in height, like it. And I think there are some people who will argue that there are other people who can't grow. And I think we have to allow the, for the possibility of anyone to grow. Because if we don't, you know, I, well, one, I think it's wrong. And two, I think it's 
you know, we, it's good to have that belief and faith in people. But it's like, it, right. And again, you know, going back, but you have to want to grow. Yeah. Right. If you have someone who's firm in their ways and closed minded, who's like, then, then in that case, they may not grow, but you have to have that open mind to want to grow. I, I think that it helps to want to grow, but I think some people can be in some situations where they have to grow against their will. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't know. I think tragedy sometimes will put people in a position where it's like you have to improve, you know? If you're living with your parents and they're paying all your bills and then they pass on. Yeah. Well, then you better learn how to live without them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd make a good grief counselor. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll join. Uh, I'm sure there's a grief hotline out there somewhere. I'll call them up and audition. I did think over the, I don't know. I, Lately, I feel like I've been thinking too much. I, like a lot of people who have had too much time on my hands, but I think I sometimes think too regularly. But I have the idea of, instead of a suicide hotline, it's a hotline where you can call and brag about some accomplishment. Right, because you're an asshole sometimes. You come off as, like, arrogant if right. you're bragging about all your... So this lets you do it in a private light. Yes, and it's and it's private, and it's just like, hey... Thanks for taking my phone call. Anyway, you know, I want to brag about something or I'm a very, you know, whatever. Let's write that sketch. Sure. But I think <laughs> some high school kids actually did it. Oh, damn. So we were beaten to it. I just caught the end of a news story. I should look it up to verify it. We could still play with the idea. Parody it. Yeah. I like that. Call to like, you know, humble brag. Sure. Yeah, and humble, then you have it out of your line. system. Yeah, for when you get with all your friends, it's like, well, I don't got to tell you know, I've already got all my gloating out the way, right? Or, or even you might, if you practice gloating to a stranger, you might refine it to a point where you're able to do it to your friends, where it's like you don't do it in a bad bad way or something. you have like a tight a tight five gloat right like i've i've trimmed the fat off of this gloat they're gonna get exactly what they need not a second more i figured out how to share it in a way that people will be happy for me rather than like whatever you just call up every all right so what do you think of that? Okay, like uh were you excited for me? Were you like, <laughs> all right, this asshole. Right. You might get feedback, sure, if you want. Yeah. Or it could just be like, nice man, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just go do your monologue. Right. What I do you want right now? This moment. This podcast to end. <laughs> no. I was kind of crazy. I want to do longer than everyone else. No, just kidding. All right. I um, I want to do the perfect amount. I would like some microwave popcorn. I don't have any at the apartment, but I did go see Spider-Man in the theater and I snuck microwave popcorn into the theater. And a microwave? It was already microwaved. Oh, okay. But I timed it so it was like, it, I just got it out of the microwave, put it in my bag and then went to the mo movies. So it was still warm when I got there. 
microwave popcorn in a movie theater is a pretty great experience. Okay, I'll and have makes to try me, that. Yeah, it makes me want to try to buy popcorn from a movie theater and then bring it home. <laughs> yeah, and see if it's the similar effect. I think it would be fun, yeah. Or one of those big, uh, you know, the, I really only see them around Christmas time, the big five-gallon, or not five-gallon, five, it's usually like $5, the buckets, like tin cans that it's got the caramel the cheese and the butter all like separated. Oh, you're talking about popcorn. Yes. Okay. What, what about did you it? think I was talking about? I I don't know. You lost me. But what <laughs> what's your point about that? I try to sneak one of those into a movie theater. Oh. <laughs> they may be big. You'd need a big bag, but yeah. I'm not a fan of those. No. No. The best part is when you get like halfway done, you pull the cardboard thing out and you just mix everything up. Hmm. And then when you take a bite, you get a little cheese, caramel, and butter. I think the caramel is too sweet or something. That's why I don't like it. Oh, yeah. For me. Hey, how about ranch popcorn? Damn. <laughs> you should see if uh, ranchpopcorn.com is available. I'll, I'll look it up. It's not a want of mine. But maybe I should get it because I don't want it. Yeah, but one day someone might, you know, a listener of ours who is in the food industry. Yeah like finds a way to invent it and then they go to buy the url and ah oh, shit sean's in the way we got to pay him a million bucks for it or they want to open a ranch and name it after their favorite movie snack <laughs> yeah popcorn. yeah hey uh the butter from our popcorns comes straight from the cow's udders <laughs> <laughs> wow you're a born salesperson that was good yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I'm just picturing like milking a cow, but just squirts of butter coming out. Hey, what do you do at the wings place? Are you a waiter? Yeah, I serve. Um, how about you try this? This will be a uh, fun podcast homework. You can talk about I, this on a future episode. I want you to try just as an experiment after somebody orders, just to say, would you like any upsells today? Yeah. Appetizers, whatever, you know, and then you can name a few. I want you to try to call them upsells to see if it works on anyone. Would you like to pay extra for stuff that you don't really need or want? <laughs> yeah, try saying it that way. However however you want to say it. Yeah, well, I mean, to, bring, to tie it all together, like, yeah. as a server, you're, like, you're almost letting the customers know what they want with upselling. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, you don't know this. Right. But you want this $2 bacon on that burger. They might not know it's an option, yeah. But the fact to call it just a straight upsell. Upsell, yeah. I'll try that. I'll let you know how it goes. I don't want you, I don't want you to get in trouble. But I don't think you would. Do you ever try to upsell kids on like ribs? Like, I don't have ribs, but oh, okay. Like I see you're ordering off the kids menu, but maybe you'd like a sirloin steak. I think someone's a big boy. You can handle <laughs> yeah. a full-price burger. Yeah. I'm not a good upseller. I'm kind of just like, they tell me what they want. And I'm like, all right. That surprises me. I feel like you'd be good at it. I'm, I think I'm getting better. I think because serving is new to me, 
You know, and it's like you're trying to find almost you got to find your server voice, right? Like, <laughs> oh, sure. Like you do comedy. So it's like you got to figure out, okay, what's my voice? Does your manager listen to this podcast? I hope not. I hope we did. We haven't named the name of the place, have we? No, I don't. We, I don't think we have. Right. So we're, we're safe from all legal cool. <laughs> liabilities. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, you got to find your way to bring it up. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I try to do it in a way that makes them laugh. Here, All right. Here's a story about restaurants. We can, I don't know if we can be done whenever you need. I, I was joking when I said I wanted to do longer. No, it's, as long as it's okay. a good conversation. Okay. So we were done 15 minutes ago. All right. Here's a story about restaurants. This is this is something about Sean Wickens that less than 30% of your audience doesn't know. Ooh, okay. everyone tune in. Yeah. If I'm at a restaurant with a friend and they will ask the server what their preference is between two separate dishes, I always think that the waiter's answer or the server's answer is bullshit. Always. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, the favorite between two random dishes... I feel like it's always a get, just they like just say they just guess at which one to say. Oh yeah, right. I like this one better. Like they because they probably have like their go to meals where you're not going to eat everything on a menu. I think I've even in those moments when a, the server has walked away, I think I have called bullshit and told the other person that I don't think that they really yeah. gave an honest answer. Right, no. you go from the looks, right? I've served everything. Yeah, like this is me personal. So, like, but when someone asked me about wing sauce, I have three yeah. that I eat. We all have different tongues, right? So, who cares if they like one thing better than the other? Their tongue is different than your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. People have different taste buds. Yeah. Can have? Can you? Ever think of a moment in your life, a personal story yeah. of a time, yeah, just any story <laughs> of a time, of a time, uh, someone took advantage of your want or your wanting something. Oh, geez. I know that's a tough one. I'm trying to think for me too. And, you know, but Hey, what other, like, I feel like that's a good hard hitting question. Like, and. You know, you ain't getting that in most podcasts. Yeah. All right. I thought of a childhood story. And oh, that's those are my favorites. Well, I don't know. I wish I could think of a, an adult story. I feel like we I don't know. I feel like the mind goes to the childhood so easily. And we sometimes forget to think about like, I don't know, when we're older. All right. Right. Even like 10 years ago, we yeah. were still grown ups. But yeah, we're going back now 20 years right. ago. Um, well, all right. I think I was like eight or something like that. And I had a friend who sleeping over and we went to, we were with my dad. He was going somewhere and we begged to go to the toy store because we just drove by one. And he, Toys and we R like, Us? Yeah, I think so. And we were like, oh, we're just going to look around. And so we were looking around and then my friend picked up two Matchbox cars and he said, I'm going to take this one. You take this one. See if your dad will buy it for us. And I, and I was like, all right. And so I asked and my dad did. And then later I got in trouble because he was like, you're not supposed to ask me to do that. I don't know. He could have said no, but. But he didn't probably because you're, if you were alone, he probably would have. Maybe. 
he didn't want to seem like a bad dad in front of your friend. I guess so. I also think my dad was just so like astounded. He was like, um, he was grifted into it. He like he like didn't know how to handle it. I maybe. All right, he got swindled by a couple of kids. Also, the like the courage of your friend to pick out two toys and be like, "Hey." Ask your parents, your dad, to buy this for us. I feel like is a a ballsy move. Pretty ballsy. We we all did ballsy kid things as kids. I uh, there's a hill near my house where I grew up where I rode down it wearing um, rollerblades, and I only did it once because I was like, if I would have crashed, I would have died. I have a similar story where I did crash. Oh. Did you- Didn't break no bones, but okay. I got a, bu- you know, the road rash, scraped knees, elbows. Oh, yeah. I think I, this hill was so, like, tall and steep. I think I would have gotten hurt, definitely. Um, all right. I have one more thing to say about movies. We've talked about movies a little bit. That's and, fine. Um, hey, we could talk about whatever you Want. Oh, okay. <laughs> I re- recently remembered a tweet that I tweeted like five or six years ago about how I, uh, this is a fan theory, I guess, but how I realized that the movie Dumb and Dumber was a retelling of the movie Rain Man, but it, but it was like a dumber version of Rain Man. Right. I, I watched Rain Man a while but only the one was, even though he was smart counting cards. Yeah. Only one was dumb, right? Where this was more, where different relationships. So dumb and dumber, you had the peas in the pod. Yeah, we had two where, dumb people. Not to call Brain Man dumb, but you could, I mean, that's what, that's what dumb and dumber is doing. But it's it involves a road trip. It, it involves, like, there's a mission of, I think... In Rain Man, they have to return the car to uh, something else. They have to take a car from point A to point B. In right. Dumb and Dumber, they're taking a suitcase from point A to point B. At right. one point, uh, Rain Man, Raymond, uh, Dustin Hoffman starts counting cards and they make money. And at that point in the movie in Dumb and Dumber, they open the briefcase and find there's money in there. Oh. There's like a scene with matching suits. There's like a love triangle thing. I don't know. It's like, I think... I really think the Fairley brothers saw Rain Man and they were like, let's do a dumb version of that movie. And they did it. Like I'm actually, I'm going to IMDB it to see the age difference of the movies. Yeah. So Rain Man. Okay. Rain Man came out in 1988 and Dumb and Dumber, I know is like 94, I believe. Yeah. So six, so that would have been, yeah. They would have brothers would have had six years, yeah, to perfect their their dumb Rain Man script. Okay, so let's remake. Oh man, is that a train? Yeah, it lives by Amtrak, somewhat. I'm trying to think of a good kind of movie. You want to make a dumber, Dumb and Dumber? That's so. No, let's make a dumb Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Which I guess would be Corky Romano. But. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe that's the secret of movies. Every movie is either a, an original story or a just a dumb version of a dumbed down story. version. Yeah, could be. 
So uh, that probably is where you probably are getting. Is there uh, before any else about Wanted that you can think of that we didn't? I think we got it. Every Want, possibility. Wanting, wanted. Leave the audience wanting more. I, I don't know if we did, but. Uh, Sean, for my listeners out there who uh, want to follow you. Yeah. Or want to keep up with your journey or your stoner morning show or like previously mentioned, your future living room show. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way for people to do that? Well, timemachineblueprints.com. That goes to me. It, does Is there like a contact page? It goes, yeah, it goes to a page on my website. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's easy to remember. Yeah. Ex- that's why I did it. I might not tell anybody my website seanwickens.com. I might just tell people timemachineblueprints.com or Stoner Morning Show. And we do a show every Monday night at Tiny Cupboard, and it's usually a blast. All right. Well, hopefully uh, you get some new followers out of this. Sure. Um, Yeah. Show up and ask me about wanting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or share your wanting story. Yeah. Hey, if you bring up want, if you say, hey, Sean, I want you to buy my ticket to the show, he will. Yeah. So Done. that's a don't even need a promo code. I guess promo code would be Sean. Hashtag Sean wants. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for joining us here. <laughs> well, there you go. Another episode of Can I Get a Suggestion? And I got to tell you. It was everything I wanted. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. It really does mean a lot. If you enjoyed the conversation, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you enjoyed the guest, if you enjoyed the host, like, subscribe, rate it. You know, that helps out so much. If you didn't like it, leave a comment. Let us know. You know, if there was something that we forgot about that we wanted us to talk about and we didn't, leave it in the comments. We won't address it. We won't re-record. But it's nice to know that you care. Uh, if you're a fan of me, the host, Paul Pilata, you can find me on social media at Simply Appallin. And you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at C-I-G-A-S pod. So thank you, everyone. And I will see you next week on another episode of Can I Get a Suggestion? Can I get a suggestion?